we just wanted to gather um, Salt St. Paul peeps again, just to see your faces and just to, yeah, meet together kind of one last time at the moment and thank God for what he did. And um, also, uh, I was going to say Drew, Drake, <laughs> that's my other boss. Um, Drake is going to share um, a little bit out of Psalm 23 for us. And then um, we're going to pray a little bit together. So that's the plan for um, the rest of this call, but I'm so pumped that you guys all could jump on. Um, and yeah, so I just have a couple of announcements for you guys. And the first thing that I want to tell you is that even though Salt Company in a traditional sense is no longer, aka we're not meeting on Thursday nights, um, there are things that we are still doing because we still want every single one of you um, to continue to like thrive and walk with Jesus during this time. And so um, even just a couple of those things, if you, one, aren't following us on um, social media, definitely do that. That's where I've been posting away um, about things like Salt Co. Live. So that's actually an all Salt Company um, Zoom call similar to this, but even with students from the U. And just to clarify, even there, Summer was like, oh yeah, I went to, I logged on yesterday with the U and I'm like, that's for you too. So if you didn't know that, Salt Co. Live is for everybody who's a part of Salt Company in the Twin Cities. And so, um, yeah, maybe you're logging on today and you didn't know that. Definitely log on on Wednesday of next week. So we're doing um, just different topics each week. And um, yesterday we even spent some time just like in reflection and like a little bit of worship, virtual worship. Um, so tune in on Wednesdays to Salt Co. Live. And um, secondly, we also have um, a podcast star in our midst, <laughs> aka Drake. So he uh, started up Saltcast, um, which is just another uh, fun little platform for us. And he has so far interviewed two people on um, the staff team from the U and we'll, he'll be going down the line. And yeah, just talking about community was two weeks ago. This week was how to survive quarantine. And that is a freshly posted uh, salt cast. So um, definitely feel free to tune in there. And Salt St. Paul also is on a podcast on Spotify. So you can Find us on Spotify, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook, um, go to our website. We want to be found. Um, so those are some of my little salt company updates. If you have questions about that, feel free to let us know. Um, and also connection groups are still happening too. So if you haven't formally been in a connection group, but you want to be in a group of people um, that meet weekly and um, yeah, are in the Bible and talking about what's going on in their lives and praying for each other, um, definitely feel free to hit us up um, if you want to get involved in the connection group, because we'd love for you to um, get involved. Quarantine ain't going to stop us. That's my my personal motto for the moment of like, quarantine ain't going to stop me. So feel free to adopt that as you wish. Uh, the last thing that I want to share with you guys, and for some of you, you have probably heard this for a million million and one times but for some of you I know you haven't and uh, the last thing I want to share about is salt company leadership and um, 
salt company leadership is um, probably one of the most important things that we do at salt company. And uh, for some of you, um, you hear that and you might like disqualify yourselves immediately and be like, leadership's not for me. And here's what I want to tell you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> salt company is designed for um, people who one, want to know God and love God two people who want to love other people and three um, people who want to grow in their faith. And um, in that salt company has designed salt company leadership for that purpose. We want you guys to know, love and follow Jesus for the rest of your life. And this is the process that we have created in order that you guys would do that. And so we would love for you guys to apply for leadership um, for this next school year. And so, um, yeah, I'll actually be posting a video next week about even like what the interview process looks like. But um, yeah, we love Salt Company leadership. And even like this year, it's fun to even see like Annika is like literally a different person than she was a year ago today. And God has just uh, done crazy, crazy things in Annika's life. And she is one of many. And so um yeah, and also just one thing to note, even if you apply, that's not a commitment. And so if you're even like slightly interested and you're saying like, I want to grow, I want to, I want to grow in my walk with Jesus. I want to love this community. I want to serve this community, apply. And um, yeah, you guys should have all just even gotten a link in your chat to the application. Uh, those are due next Thursday. So a week from today. So hop on, check out the application, apply. And an interview actually looks like sitting down with two of our staff, myself and either Drake or Colin, um, and just talking life. And yeah, so my encouragement to every single one of you is apply for Salt Company Leadership. And you have so much stinking fun. That was the last thing that I wanted to end on, is that Salt Company Leadership is like just a blast and lifelong friends. And um, yeah, so that's all that I have. And uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. So um, I'm going to pray for us. And then Drake is going to bring us into the Psalms and um, we'll just keep doing this thing. <laughs> Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for today. God, thanks even for this opportunity to um, be on this call together with so many people that I love and miss. And um, I just love seeing um, everyone's faces and just even seeing their faces helps me um, know that yeah they're okay and they're surviving and we're making it and so I pray God that this time um, today we just we give it to you we we want to praise you for what you've done in our midst and celebrate those things together and I pray um, God that that would be the case and um, would you help us um, yeah worship you and um, love you more because of even this time that we spend together. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Oh. Okay, we're good now. So if you have a Bible, open up to Psalm 23, and we're going to read through that. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been reading uh, a lot about sheep this week in preparation for this. And I would recommend, if you want a quick read, Shepherd's look at Psalm 23 has been an incredible book for me to appreciate this psalm and to understand this psalm in a new light. And a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today is about that. But what I have learned about sheep is, one, 
they're really dumb. And two, we're compared to sheep a lot in scripture. So I think we're going to learn a lot of what it looks like to walk with Jesus. And, and in uncertain times that we're in right now, I think this is one of the most helpful Psalms for us to be reading, processing. And I even encourage you guys to put to, to work memorizing this Psalm that when difficulty comes up, that this would be something that you would know by heart that you can just walk through and, and share. And so I'm going to read this real quick and then we'll kind of slowly walk through chunk by chunk. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of darkness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever so I, I feel like when i read this psalm read that first line you could stop there and just meditate on that for a while like it says like the lord is my shepherd and since he is my shepherd i should not want there's this posture of just complete contentment and rest and peace that happens but in difficulty a lot of times we can forget who our shepherd is and so we have to be reminded the first thing I want us to know is we have to know who our shepherds and and that is going to change everything about our perspective on this situation, change everything about the way we look at these circumstances. And I love that it compares God to a shepherd because as I've been learning about this, it is so evident that shepherds are so intimately connected with the sheep. They're always around them they're literally staying up in all hours of the night protecting and looking after their sheep they're leading them to the green pastures because these sheep and their habits habit like ways will continue to go back to the same patches of grass their same habits and eating at it and this shepherd is going to be like no i want to lead you toward more green grass for you to have for nourishment and there's the most danger i've learned this the most dangerous place for a sheep to be is to be a calf sheep so you probably haven't heard of all what a calf sheep is but when a sheep falls over on its back it lies there with its feet up in the air completely helpless and it cannot roll over it can't get back up on its feet and so it has literally from hours to days before it is going to die because the blood is rushing to the sheep's head or, so it might die on its own, or when it's in this cast position, it's an easy target to predators. So it's literally like wolves or bears are quick to spot out these sheep because they're lying there in this helpless state of fear, unable to do anything on their own. But the thing I love about this psalm is it said that the shepherd restores our souls. And so why the shepherd would be up all hours of the night is because it would be looking out for any sheep that might be in this cast position, and it would leave all the other sheep and sprint after the sheep, find it, and put it back on its feet, rub its back, get its legs back in a working condition, 
and let that sheep go. And why I think it's so helpful for us to understand that concept in this time is that that is how a lot of us are spiritually right now. Like we are in a very real way isolated from other people. We are in a very real way in this frightened sense of hopelessness. Like if you read the Psalms, David says, why are you cast down, O my soul? He's literally using that word to describe his spiritual soul. And why is it in this frightened sense of hopelessness? And when we are isolated, like the sheep in this example, we are more susceptible to lies. We are more susceptible to the attack from Satan. And so in those moments where you might be feeling those lies hitting you, you might be feeling lonely, you might be feeling distant from Jesus, we have to know who our shepherd is and that we can go to him and that when we go to him, we find restoration for our soul. And so that is what this psalm is saying, is that we have access to the one who can restore our souls. We have access to the one who can provide rest for our souls, but we first have to remember who our shepherd is. And so that is what this, this psalm is encouraging us to do. Like, do you know who your shepherd is? Do you know how great of a shepherd you have and that you can run to him, that he can lead you in paths of righteousness, that he can make you lie down in green pastures, that he can restore your soul? And so that's the first encouragement, that we, we have to know who our shepherd is in these moments, in good seasons and in difficult seasons. The next thing I want to say is that there is purpose in the valleys. So the next line is, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so another little fun fact about sheep is after the winter season, the shepherd would have to lead these sheep back to the hilltop. So they escaped it for the winter to get away from the snow caps, but they'd have to go back up to the hilltop because at the hilltop is where they would find the greatest pastures to graze for them to be completely content. But in order to get to the hilltop, they had to go through the valley. And this was a terrifying place for the sheep to be because it was completely different. They were comfortable grazing flatlands before, and now they're walking through the valley. And in this valley, it's darker because the sun doesn't shine. They are more susceptible to, think, to predators like bears, like wolves, um, mudslides, floods quickly happen. And so that is their perspective that probably causes terror. But at the same time, they more closely are aware of who their shepherd is in that moment. They, they stay closer to their shepherd. And what they have to know is that their shepherd has a greater purpose of walking them through the valley. That he has a, a purpose that the sheep are unable to see. What they don't know is that going through the valley is actually the quickest way to the hilltop. What they don't know is that going through the valley is going to bring about the greatest streams of water for them to find nourishment constantly. What they don't know is that going through the valley is what provides for them the greatest amount of just luscious grass for them to feed on. And that it is what's going to bring them to the mountaintop. So they don't have that perspective. And similar for us, when we go into a difficult season of life, when we hit a valley, 
our first question is God, are you near? And then God, what is the purpose in this? Because in our perspective, all we see is the pain, all we see is the difficulty. And if you aren't experiencing that hurt right now, let this season be a reminder for you that difficulty will come in our lives. And in those moments, we're going to be quick to say, God, why, why is this happening? I don't see any good happening in this situation. But what we realize at the same time when we go through difficulty is that we lean into our Father in a way that we never have before. We cling to our God in prayer. We run to the scriptures to find nourishment. We lean into our good shepherd in a way that the comfort of life in the good times don't cause us to do. And so there is a greater purpose of God walking us through those valleys that we are unable to see maybe in the moment. But we have to see that line that just says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. We have to be aware that God is with us in those difficult seasons. And that allows us to see two things. One, we can find peace because we know he's with us. And two, if he's with us, that means that there's purpose in what he is doing currently. And so we have to see that he is doing something, that he is working on something in our heart. But I don't know about you guys. I, I think the most difficult thing for me in this situation is just looking to the future and just being like, how long is this going to last? Like, I can only take Zoom calls for so long, and I just want to be around people. I, I'm tired of, like, this quarantine life. How long is this going to last? When can we get back to normal? I want to have a clear perspective. And the last thing I want us to see from this time is that we can have great confidence in our future. And so if we look at that last line where it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And so before the shepherd, before they get to the hilltop, after they've walked through the valley, and the only way to get to that hilltop was walking through that valley, before they get there, the shepherd would go before the sheep. He would go and walk the pasture. And he would look for any poisonous weed that was in any spot of that pasture. And he would pluck every single one of them by hand, slowly walking through. And he would seek out to see if there were any predators in that land. And he would, with his rod or staff, chuck that rod at those predators and make them flee the scene so that these sheep would be able to come to this pasture and live in complete contentment and rest. And when we look at our future, we don't have to have a clear perspective of it. Because a lot of times in difficulty, we don't. We just have to know who our shepherd is and find confidence that he is preparing a place for us. And that's what's been so good for my soul as I've been looking at Psalm 23. Like I can know that God is preparing a place for us. And that might be a sense of rest that we experience on this earth after suffering, but definitely the greater sense of rest that we'll find in eternity. We know for certain that that is coming for us. We know that surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And so everything about this psalm is, do you know 
who your shepherd is and do you know that he is with you every step of your life? Because difficulty will come, but God is there and there's a purpose in it. Our future will look uncertain, but God is already preparing a future for us and we find confidence in what he is preparing for us. And so that's honestly a simple prayer that I've needed to be praying myself. It's like, God, help me to remember that you are my great shepherd. Help me to run to you when I have those states of just a hopeless fear. When I have that, like, why is my soul so cast down? Would I just run to my shepherd and know that he is able to restore my soul, that he is able to bring peace? And so that's my encouragement to you guys. And, and we as a staff have been living in the Psalms in this time, just reading them over and over and hearing people cry out to our great shepherd who is the full ability to care for us in these moments. And so that's my encouragement as you go forward. Dive into the Psalms. See how David prays and learn to pray and cry out your, your frustrations, your fears, your joys to God. And that's what we want to do a little bit right now is we, we just want to break up into groups. We're going to jump into a group of guys and girls and just have some time as we're in this community to share what's going on in our lives. It could be great joys that we're experiencing. It could be hardships. Um, but we want to cry those things out to one another, and then we want to bring those before Jesus. And so we're going to spend probably 15 or so minutes um, in those different breakout rooms praying together. Uh, we'll get a one-minute warning before we jump back in. And then when we come back, we're just going to look back on the year, and Colin's going to walk us through all the sweet things that God has done in year one of Salt St. Paul, because there's so much to celebrate, and there's so many things to give praise to God. And that's honestly one of the things that I can quickly forget in difficulty is learning to be thankful, learning to give praise to God, because there's so much to be thankful for. And I want us to continue to have a lens that seeks out those things that we can be thankful for. And so we're going to do a little bit of that together. But yeah, so let me pray. And then uh, we will jump into our different breakout rooms. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you that we get to gather. Thank you that we get to come before a psalm like this where we are reminded of your intimate and tender care of us, that you care about us deeply, that you're walking alongside us, and that we get to not do this alone, but know that, yeah, in every season, you are with us and that you are guiding us. And there we find great comfort and rest for our souls. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, ladies, how's that for a smooth transition? <laughs> I was, I did not, I was not keeping track of time. Oh gosh. Um, and so then we were like talking and praying and then I was like, okay, we're going to transition to a time of rejoicing. And then I was like, oh, tell us when we have a minute left. And Annika's like, we have a minute left <laughs> before we started praying. So anyone, or anyways, everyone spend your own personal time rejoicing. That's my recommendation to you. Okay, over to you, Carl. <laughs> Thanks, HT. Um, okay, so I was thinking, uh, Hannah Drake and I met about a week ago, actually exactly a week ago, and we're just talking. We were, yeah, just thinking back to all that God had done um, this last year. And so when I was thinking about 
just a, a reflection time. I thought back to a year ago. So everyone think back to a year ago, 2019 April. What you were doing, some of you were finishing up high school. Um, I have met Drake for the second time, April 2019. I'd met him once before in person. Um, <laughs> we'd talked on the phone a little bit, but I really had spent about an hour with him and Paige. Um, and I was going to be, I was going to be working for him. And so, um, I really had spent no time on St. Thomas's campus. I had no idea how we were going to start a ministry, what seemed to be out of thin air. I wish Jake Kenneth was still on this call because later in April, um, I remember going on campus with Jake Kennett's and him essentially just yelling at students to join the movement um, with Salt Company logo things. And uh, we were just trying to meet students. And we had a soft launch kickoff April 18th of 2019. Um, and that was when Salt St. Paul started. And we started with a few connections and we, Annika was coming to Salt Company. Shout out Our, to Juliana we met that week. Who came Juliana we met launch. that week. Um, I'm trying to, our leaders hadn't moved up yet. Most of them were in Iowa City. Um, Fellers was still working with Salt at the University of Minnesota. Lizzie was still in school. Um, and it's just crazy to me to think that that's where we were 12 months ago and I can tell you that we aren't that impressive like Drake Hannah and I Corn's helping out right now Jonathan would say the same thing if he was here we're not impressive at all um we're not super good at doing ministry. And we have just been invited into work that God has done on St. Thomas's campus. And so all the glory, all the credit goes to a big and powerful and mighty God that has worked faster and in more ways than we could have hoped or prayed. And so, yeah, I want to actually just stop talking. And I want you guys to hear from students. So Summer, Caden, Dylan, and Juliana, will you guys, yeah, just share in two to three minutes what God has done in your life in just the last like nine months. Yeah. So I'll start it off. Um, if I tell my story from April, 2019, one year ago, so I think the first time that I ever met Drake was with Hannah at St. Thomas. And I think I walked there from St. Kate's because I didn't want to have them meet me there. And I was doing an interview for leadership and I hadn't even gone to Salt for a month, but I was like, okay, like if this is happening, I'll step up and help. <laughs> and Hannah emailed me back and she's like, you know, I think you should join a connection group. And I was like, praise the Lord. Like, I really did not want to help. So then I think this is probably like... Yeah, you've been so helpful, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And it's me. We're at Hannah's house, and it's like a salt St. Paul kickoff. So it's a barbecue. And it's me, Hannah, Jake, Eliza, and like 
two other people and we're like hey guys like this is salt saint paul um so just like seeing just like that small birth that first like thing in hannah's backyard that barbecue was just like super encouraging but i think this whole fall i've like slowly been making myself show up and just bringing friends but i was just like writing some things down but i think saint salt saint paul has been like a really good haven for me this year there's just been a lot of like uncontrollables and i think you guys all relate but salt saint paul has been the one thing that was like very structured and it was always there for me and i went through a pretty rough spot just like this winter of just not showing up to things and just like kind of abandoning salt and just not showing up but continuously like it was always there it was just always just waiting for me so that was just something that salt's done for me in my life and um yeah I don't know just the community has been a really good a good thing for me and a good memory for me from salt was at the cabin weekend just with everybody and I realized I was pretty good at water football but there is some scripture that I just wanted to read to you guys it's from Acts 4 and it says um, so I think if you just kind of like imagine Salt St. Paul, like if we're just some like worship on Thursday night, like you just close your eyes and you just like see the hands up, just like take this scripture and have that image in your mind. And it says, the believers were of one heart, one mind. No one claimed any of the possessions of their own, but they shared everything that they had with great power. The apostles came to testify the resurrection of Lord Jesus and grace was so powerfully at work in them all and they were and there were no needy people among them so I think like just hearing that like Salt St. Paul is such a family you guys and you all know it and I just thank you all for showing up and being obedient servants even when I wasn't and yeah it's just incredible like just when I read that scripture and close my eyes and like it just kind of brings tears to me because we're so small but it's like so precious that we all have just like been brought here for the right reasons and how we all just like contribute something so I just am so encouraged by everything that Salt is doing at St. Kate's and what it's going to do at St. Thomas and just like the revival of Christ next year so I love you all you're amazing Summer yeah I'll follow her up there so I got started in Salt from Colin I knew Colin from high school and he texted me over the summer to go to a twins game and I kind of just stuck with it and kept coming um so that was around like five months ago and around that time I kind of suffered a bit of identity crisis where my identity was building things not named Jesus like friends family school and sports and in my first month of college God kind of plucked those things away from me and kind of asked me the question, now who do you stand for? And to steal Drake's metaphor, it was like I was in a valley. It was kind of like the lowest point I can remember in my life. And that week on Thursday, went to a salt company and Pastor Drew was speaking. And anytime Pastor Drew is speaking, it's going to be a good night. And part of his sermon, he just said, sometimes we just need to simply shout to God and say, I need you. And it was literally like a feeling where God was like directly speaking to me through Pastor Drew in that moment. Like, I don't know how to describe it in words, but it was exactly what I needed to hear in that time. So yeah, 
when I was thinking about what salt has done for me over this whole time, I came up with three like major things I've learned and, and have been able to implement in my life. Um, so the first one is that a life in Christ is not simply about the great reward of heaven. And I think for me, part of my faith was, oh, this can wait till I'm older. Like Christianity is just the gift is for when we die, we receive eternal life. But here at Salt, it's been constantly preached that, no, the good life is offered now. Eternal life begins now when we turn to Jesus. And I think when I turn to Jesus, instead of waiting, I mean, it's been obvious to me that my life is dramatically improved and like I felt such a sense of peace in my life since I've come to God second thing I learned was that there's no point in working towards your salvation with good works and I think that's the biggest thing salt's going to preach is that it's all God's plan like it's all God working he he grants us his mercy when we fail over and over and instead we are called to repent before God and know that we are justified in Jesus and made righteous in God because of his mercy. And that certainly to me does not mean that I shouldn't do good works or whatnot, but that because I am convicted by the gospel, my actions have just improved to represent Jesus. And the third thing was that I needed to stop trying to make my own plans. I think that's a big thing for me is just like, looking down like just years down the road like this is what I want my life to look like and the reality is I just I wasn't looking for God's plan and I knew that if I was called to something by God like I would have said no like I I was seeking comfort and like I quickly realized that I just need to be open to like listen to what God has to say to me and be able to follow that but yeah and all that I just want to thank all you guys for like making this the place that it is for me and i know there's lots of other people like me who just have had these experiences just from coming to salt in their first year of college yeah it's just been amazing praise jesus kaden that's so sweet Kate, i love sweet. hearing that that's so cool <laughs> all right well i'm gonna try to follow those two um i mean i'm gonna lift the Is he frozen on everyone else's screen? Yeah. Oh, company kind of just like happened. Dylan, you, you might now go. Are you on now? Yeah. Oh, you're good you now. froze. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're good. My internet's a little, a little shaky over here in Oak Grove, so sorry about that. <laughs> Anyways, okay, you guys got me now good? Perfect. Okay, sweet. So Salt Company, for me, um, coming onto campus week one, I, well, I didn't even run into Salt Company. Um, my friend Nolan, or you guys might know him as Foy, that's all we call him. Um, but he was walking around like week one on campus and ran into Colin. And then he texted me to come play spike ball. And I thought everybody was a bunch of just like college dudes. Turns out there was like a 30 year old hanging out with us. So, uh, <laughs> so no, it was super awesome. Like just the way I got involved was like super like unexpected. And like, that's kind of like how like, I like think of salt company for me just like the changes that have happened in me over like the past seven months have been like just completely like unexpected. Um, and like for me, the huge change has been like, I used to think going to church, like learning about God was what that was about, but I've learned so much about like myself through Salt Company and like 
like what like it looks like for me to be a follower of Christ. Um, and yeah, just like getting involved with the community aspect, like C group has been just like the biggest thing for me. Um, Colin and George as leaders was great. Um, and just like meeting all those dudes um, and being able to like share there and be open and honest. It's like the first time for me really being like open about my sin problems and stuff and uh, getting to share with those guys what I'm going through. Um, and then like all the stuff with like fall retreat and spring conference. Like I would like, to, I, I think fall retreat is probably where I like realize like, dang, like Jesus is like sweet. I don't know. It's just like fall retreat was like a moment for me where I like really like realized like what like Jesus was in a way. And like, I kind of like got it for the first time. Like, all right. Um, so then, yeah, after that, I got baptized, baptized, um, in the fall too, which was awesome. That was a huge thing for me. And like, um, that like just the atmosphere there and like the support from everybody around me. Um, I was kind of being a bum about it at first, but Colin, uh, made me, made me get up there and do it. So it didn't make me, but no, it was, a it was definitely worth it. Um, and just like in general, like, like Summer was saying, like, it feels like a family here at Salt Company. And like Thursday nights are like such like a, a thing I look forward to um, all year. And like, I've gotten to see, like, I've made so many like great connections and I've gotten to see like a lot of my friends, like just like jump into, which has been awesome. Like those people just being like, able to like kind of like invite them and they just show up and just like, it's really cool to see people um, get to experience the same thing I did. And I'm excited next fall to kind of, invite more people in and, and just let them uh, experience what I got to experience this year so I'm just really grateful for everything and looking forward to the future so Dylan! <laughs> we love you Dylan. So sweet. also 28 by the way <clears throat> okay um I can go next so this year has like been literally like so insane and like so just a little background information about like my freshman year. So like my, so I'm a sophomore. And so um, my freshman year was really hard and I just like felt really alone and like I didn't really like find like a Christian community. Um, but I also was like dating this guy from like Iowa State and like he was really involved with the salt company there. So when I would like go and visit the salt company in Ames, like I would always be like, wow, this is like so cool. Like I wish like I had this. And then literally a couple of months later, like it was announced that there was gonna be a salt company at like St. Thomas. And like I always wanna say that like it's it was like such a coincidence, but like it wasn't a coincidence like at all. Like that was all God and that was like an answer to my prayers. So like that is super cool. Okay, anyways, so this is like sophomore year. Um, yeah, so like sophomore year has been like really cool. Like this like past fall semester was like the first time that like I actually like put my faith in like Jesus Christ just through um, coming to Salt Company on Thursdays and like C group and just like um, fall retreat. Like I just have been so nourished in like my walk with Christ. And um, it was like the first time that like I surrendered to God and like admitted that like I couldn't do it by myself and that I actually like needed him and through that like God just like showered me with so much love and like he uh, taught me so much and for the first time the gospel just like wasn't this thing that I've heard but it was like something that I actually felt and I like believed in and like 
yeah it's been really crazy and so like whenever I like think back to like my freshman year like I was just so dead like in my sin but God kind of just like picked me up and was like Julie like you don't have to like feel ashamed about the things you've done or like you like don't have to like worry about like what people like think of you because Christ like died for you and because of that like you're perfect and righteous in him and just yeah, the gospel just, like, was a reality for me this year, and um, just, like, understanding and, like, feeling the gospel, like, I just, like, feel like a new creation in him, and, like, that's been really cool, and, like, I'm just, like, really thankful for, like, Salt Company, and just, like, all of, like, the friendships that I've made in Salt Company, and, like, whenever, like, there's always, like, this illustration about, like, you, like, running towards God, and, like, just, like, looking side to side, like, to see who's, like, running alongside of you, and, like, whenever I think about that, I always think about, like, you guys, and just, like, all of my friends in Salt Company, and so, but, yeah, so this year has been really great. Okay, can everyone do virtual clap for the everyone that just shared? Yes. Oh what? <laughs> you got it, Carly. Oh my goodness. Okay. I was gonna Yeah, like say more. But guys, some of the people that just shared like didn't know the gospel at the beginning of the year and now they're like sharing the gospel like they can put into words what Jesus has done and how he has radically changed their life like just things I've seen in Salt Company it legitimately went from a few of us on campus like just meeting people to God showing people sin and God like allowing people to worship for the first time, God meeting people in college dorm rooms, in the basement of City Life Church, at fall retreat, at spring conference, like God has met us in such a cool way, has met all you guys, some of you guys in just such a beautiful way and has seriously turned like a few people on campus into a movement of God on multiple campuses, like Northwestern, St. Kate's, St. Thomas. There have been Bethel people plugged in. Like God is starting a movement on these campuses and it's nothing that we can boast about. And so I just want to end this, this time of reflection and just ask you guys, to dream and to pray about what God could do in the next 12 months. Like a God who can start literally a handful of people on campus, never really having no connections. None of us attended St. Thomas. None of us went to St. Kate's and God has brought you guys in and has shown himself to you guys. What, what is he going to do next? And I, I'm, I've just been praying, even despite quarantine, despite the, the weird situation of meeting on Zoom, that he would go before us back on to the campuses that you guys represent and would continue to stir up in people's hearts a longing for something greater, a purpose, a life worth living for. And, and you guys have seen that, like God has already done that. And, and I'm praying that he continues to do that and he actually uses you guys to do it. And so I've, I'm so pumped. And the last thing I'm going to say 
before we hand it over to, to Hannah is can we just thank like virtual clap the leaders, especially those who like Annika, amazing, but those who moved up and like gave up their nights and and jobs that they have, they moved up here with the intention of of reaching you guys, of speaking into your life. Like Lizzie, Carly, Haley, Jake Kennett's was on. I there there are more of them. Fellers jumping over like they didn't know your faces, but now they get to look back and say it was all worth it because there are people on this call that have met Jesus. And that's what it's all about, guys. And so, yeah, just praise God for what he has done. And I'm pumped to see what he does next. Wow. Okay. This has been really sweet. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. just like praise God for you, Hannah and Colin and Drake, because mm -hmm. I think everybody on this call, like, has felt so loved by you guys and you haven't only like led us in large group at salt company and like spoken truth on a stage or like in through announcements or whatever but you've actually taken the time to get to know everybody on this call and like pour into us and i know that i personally have just felt so incredibly loved and led and fed by you guys and so praise god for you three as well thank you <laughs> on behalf of drake and colin thank you um yeah guys God is so good he's so kind so I'm just gonna end by praying and um yeah even actually one last thing this is typical of me to say I'm gonna end it and then I start saying something else um the thing that I do want to say is that if you guys are struggling and this is like so encouraging right now but if there are days to come in the future where you are just feeling extra lonely or extra sad um don't hesitate to reach out guys we we love you and if we don't even know you that well we want to know you we want to love you and so just wanted to put that out there that you're not alone and there are people here that have walked through what you're walking through or if they haven't they want to just put their virtual virtual arm around you <laughs> and love you so um yeah now i will pray for us <laughs> um Father, whoa, um, I'm just so humbled even to just sit on this call with uh, these students and God, think about what you've done. Um, it's just crazy to think of uh, all of this that you had in mind and I can't imagine what else is to come. Um, but Father, I thank you for um, yeah, lives that have been transformed by the gospel this year. I, I thank you for Dylan and um, yeah, just randomly meeting him on campus, and um, here he is. We had no idea who Dylan was, but you did, and I thank you for Keely, Lord, and, and just jumping in um, at the end of last semester, and now just learning and growing so much, and, and for Juliana, and for Summer, God, and for Abby, and Naomi, and Hannah, and just so many people, God. I just praise you for this group. Um, and I ask that your hand of just protection and blessing and comfort and care would be on every single one of us, God. And would you help us rejoice um, because we know who our shepherd is? Um, yeah, God, we, we want our lives to be an offering to you because you, um, you love us and you care about us. And um, 
So I pray all of that in the incredible name of Jesus, all glory be to Christ for what you've done, um, God. And we ask that you would continue to do great, great things um, through us, through our lives, um, so that you would get the glory. It's in the beautiful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Okay, you guys, we love you. And um, I'm like, literally wasn't planning to tear up, but here I am tearing up. So <laughs> you guys are awesome. And um, yeah, thanks for jumping on this call with us. Apply for leadership if you haven't. And we're excited to see what God has in store for us next year and even for the duration of quarantine. So we love you guys and we will see you guys later. Love you guys.